Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network coming up we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights plus we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin and we'll give you an update on scores from around major league baseball the Padres postgame show starts now on the Padres radio network Castro shakes off Moreno now he comes set 0-2. Here's the pitch to Kim. And a ground ball up the middle. That'll be into center field and a base hit. Azokar has scored. Gamble rounding third. He's going to score. A two-run single for Kim. And the Padres' second hit of the night gives them a 2-0 lead in the eighth. Better late than never. A four-run eighth inning propels the Padres to a 4-0 win against the Arizona Diamondbacks here tonight. Kim, the two-run single in the eighth inning. And then Fernando Tatis Jr., a long two-run home run. Moments later, gave the Padres a 4-0 lead. They go on to win by that final score as they even up this series at a game apiece with a doubleheader looming tomorrow. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Padres improved to 59 and 64. Diamondbacks dropped to 62 and 61. Padres were no hit in this game by Brandon Fott into the seventh inning. They had a rally in the seventh inning, couldn't score a run, still a scoreless game going to the eighth inning, and they finally found a way to get a couple of big hits. One from Kim, one from Tatis. The pitching side of things was terrific. Seth Lugo, six scoreless innings. Then Scott Barlow, Robert Suarez, and Josh Hader combining for three scoreless innings at of the bullpen. Fernando Tatis Jr. had a big swing, his 20th home run of the season. I caught up with Fernando one-on-one on the field right after the game. Fernando, it took the offense a little while to get going here tonight. How were you guys able to stay confident that you would get it going? Just stay in the game. Stay in the game. We have been putting a great at-bats since yesterday. and uh, we, know we, we, we stay on the grind and you know, last minute, we play small ball, we play baseball the right way, and then we got some pretty good results. You hit that home run a long way in the eighth inning. What was the key for you in that at bat? Just stay focused, stay focused. I mean, we're grinding a long way. Uh, there's not, not really shortcuts to this. Just, you know, keep, keep working hard and just stay, stay in the game. Seth Lugo, six scoreless innings on the mound. From your perspective in right field, what did he do so well? If he doesn't, do, if he doesn't go that way, we wouldn't win this game. So shout out to him. What he did today was impressive. And we closed the door when they had people on base, and it was really good to play behind him today. The emotion you showed on the home run, 
the bat flip, all of it. What kind of message did you want to send to your team in the crowd? We, like, we got this. This is a great team. This is a, this is a great environment. And just play baseball highway, and the baseball gods are going to reward us. Fernando, great job tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. Well, the baseball gods, they rewarded the Padres here tonight as they win it 4 nothing over the Arizona Diamondbacks. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game down on the field. When we come back, we have all the radio highlights for you. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Much, much more to come as we wrap this one up. The final score, Padres 4, D-backs nothing on the Padres radio network. We are live here at Petco Park. Final score, Padres 4, Diamondbacks nothing as the Padres even up this four-game series at a game apiece. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. A lot of people still here enjoying their beers, closing out their tabs, playing games of pool. I see a couple of guys to my right with the talking Don and Mud bobbleheads uh, in a bag. Everybody having a good time on this Friday evening as the Padres get a big win, 4-0 over over the Arizona Diamondbacks, it took a while for the offense to get it going, but when the Padres needed a couple of big hits in this game, they got them from Hassan Kim and Fernando Tatis Jr., a four-run eighth inning as the Padres win it four to nothing. A lot to do in our post-game coverage. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes, so stay tuned for that. We'll give out our nightly awards, your phone calls, and we'll revisit my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr. after the game in case you missed it. But first, let's break down how this one went here tonight. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Pitching was the story for a while. Seth Lugo tossed three scoreless innings to begin his night. Brandon Fott, the rookie right-hander, did not allow a hit through his first three innings. A scoreless game going to the fourth. Lugo got in big trouble, a single and a walk to start the inning, but he retired the next three, striking out the final two batters of the fourth. Lugo got in trouble again in the fifth in a scoreless game. Back-to-back singles against him to start the frame. There were still runners on first and third with two men away. And Lugo trying to wiggle out of another jam. Three and two to Fam. Marte runs and a swing and a miss. Adam reaching for a fastball. Fam strikes out and the inning is over. No runs, two hits, and two left. The problem, though, was that the Padres just had nothing going against Fott. They were being no hit through five innings and did not have a runner on second base in the first five innings. Lugo worked around a one-out double in the top of the sixth inning. He was done after six, six scoreless innings on 104 pitches. D-backs went over seven with runners in scoring position against Lugo here tonight. Fott worked around a leadoff walk in a scoreless bottom of the sixth inning. Padres still did not have a hit against Fott. Scott, uh, Scott Barlow replaced Lugo in the top of the seventh inning. Still a scoreless game. There was a runner on first with one out for Corbin Carroll. Three and two. Cooper not running. And Grisham lines it. Caught at second base. Marte's throw back to first in time. And a double play. Well, that is pretty much how this series has gone through one and a half games. All right, uh, n- not uh, the right highlight there. We uh, That was uh, a fly ball that was hit to uh, Juan Soto in left field, and then it was Geraldo Perdomo who tried to get the second base and could not get there. 
Uh, Soto throwing out Perdomo at second base. That ended the top of the seventh inning. So Barlow was through a scoreless top of the seventh inning. Great play by Soto. Nicely done at second base by Jake Cronenworth as well, applying the tag. In the bottom half of the inning, Brandon Fott went back to work. He got the first out, but then Juan Soto hit a drive off the right center field fence for the Padres' first hit of the night. A one-out double. Manny Machado walked. Fott then struck out Sandra Bogarts for the second out. Jake Cronenworth then hit a sinking line drive to left. Tommy Pham came in and made a sliding catch just before the ball could hit the grass. The inning was over. Fott was through seven shutout innings. Still a scoreless game going to the eighth inning. Robert Suarez retired the side in order. A scoreless top half. In the bottom half of the eighth inning, still a scoreless game. It was Miguel Castro on the mound for Arizona. He hit Gary Sanchez with a pitch. He was pinch run for by Jose Azokar. Then Ben Gamble laid down a bunt. Really looked like a, a sacrifice bunt. But then the first baseman, Christian Walker, came in, tried to barehand it, couldn't field it cleanly. Everybody was safe. Azokar went to second, and on at first base safely was Gamble. Then Trent Grisham did lay down a successful sack bunt. The runners moved up to second and third. So a scoreless game, bottom of the eighth inning. Runners on second and third, one out. Hassan Kim dug in. Castro shakes off Moreno, now he comes set. 0-2, here's the pitch to Kim. And a ground ball up the middle. That'll be into center field and a base hit. Azokar has scored. Gamble rounding third. He's going to score. A two-run single for Kim. And the Padres' second hit of the night gives him a 2-0 lead in the eighth. An absolutely huge base hit for Ha-Sung Kim. Two huge RBIs. But the Padres weren't done. Fernando Tatis Jr. was next. 0-1 to Tatis. Fernando swings, hits one in the air to deep center. Thomas is back, gonna go! Two-run homer, Fernando Tatis Jr. And a sellout crowd on their feet at Petco as Tatis stopped midway to first, flexed for his dugout, and rounds the bases. Just like that, it's four to nothing. Fernando was absolutely fired up. A bat flip, he looked at the dugout, he pounded his chest, he yelled, and this place was going nuts. Padres had a 4-0 lead, a four-run eighth inning. Finally, to break the scoreless tie, Josh Hader came on for the top half of the ninth inning. He put on the finishing touch. An electric night at Petco. 0-2, the pitch from Hader. Lewis swings and misses strike three. Josh Hader strikes out the side, and the Padres with a signature win, 4-0 over the Diamondbacks here in game two of this series. Big time win for the Padres, and they couldn't have done it. And I think important to point out here tonight, without what Seth Lugo did, six scoreless innings, getting in and out of trouble a handful of times. Then Barlow, Suarez, and Hader combined for three scoreless innings out of the bullpen. Like I said in the open, took a while. Padres were no hit into the seventh inning here tonight, but they found the big hit when they uh, when they needed it in the eighth inning. They score four runs in that eighth, and they win it by a final of four to nothing. Final totals here in this ball game tonight for the Padres. Four runs, four hits, no errors for Arizona. No runs, six hits, and one error. Padres improved to 59 and 64. Arizona drops to 62 and 61 with a doubleheader looming tomorrow to finish up this four-game set. Let's go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park and hear some post-game reaction. 
Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard, the Cook's Asian resource. Bob, how nice to get this one and then get it the way you did. It's kind of rare that you guys would decide one late in a game like that. Yeah, it's been missing a little bit. So I know it pumped the fans up be able to finally come come away and get one like that. You know, their their credit their guy pitched really good. Really good. Um, you know, last time we scored three in the first off him, felt like we should do a little bit more. He was legit tonight. So um obviously it took us a while to get some runs. We had to play a little small ball at the end and get some some key hits from from Kimmy and Toddy, but it was enough. Um ended up being a good game. Pretty sure I know the answer to this, but Hader in the ninth with four, I, you know we got two games tomorrow. He's probably only going to be able to pitch one of them anyway. I got to keep as many guys available as I can tomorrow, and it happened fairly quickly too. I know this has been a kind of a weird situation, but if you could speak to the way that Carpenter has kept himself ready, so yeah. that when you have to put him in, he can play first. Exactly right. I mean, I, nobody works harder. You watch our pre games. He's taking ground balls at first. He's taking ground balls at third. He's he's doing everything he possibly can. You know, Coop jammed his wrist a little bit. Uh, we'll see if he's available. There's a good chance Carp's going to be in there somewhere tomorrow. Um, but, you know, keeps himself ready and, and was able to, you know, obviously get him in the game there because we're a little inflexible and, you know, with a couple outfielders. So, you know what, with, with some injuries and so forth, uh, he may come, he may get some time here. Bob, what was the feeling when uh, Fault left the game? I mean, was there. Could you feel it in the, the, the dugout? Let's get a shot of the bullpen. Cause uh, yeah, you know, we I think we we feel like we have a chance in any inning with our lineup. But the way he pitched, you know, and he had to dig deep there in the seventh. Um, so, yeah, I think just, you know what, we got to the eighth inning. We didn't, have any, we didn't score any runs, so it really didn't matter. We had to step up and and offensively do a little better. And Lugo, that length he gave you today. Yeah, that, that was huge. That was huge, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, to be able to get through the sixth, you know, going into the into the inning, I think he was somewhere in the 90s. So we knew potentially we were going to have to push him a little bit more that inning, but that was huge. Barlow had a big, big inning and then set up for the last two guys. But him getting through six for us was big. Did Barlow have a different approach or a well, he pitched well against us last time, too. It's just the first inning we scored some runs off him. But he's got a good fastball, explodes at the top of the zone. He has a good sweeper. Um, you know, he's 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 a big prospect for them. I know the numbers don't look great, but, you know, he's there's a reason that they really like him, and, man, he showed it tonight. Kim might be your most dependable guy with two strikes. Like, what what is it about? Just putting it in play. I mean, he's not trying to hit a homer. You know, the game's kind of shifted to where – you know, you're always trying to do damage, but he does not. And, and you know, we've seen him so many times maybe take some awkward swing at some breaking ball and, and just somehow put it in play, whether he pulls it in the hole. Today they had him shifted over pretty far in the hole, and he punched one up the middle. So he's just, you know, you could see him step out at two strikes and gather himself and, and have a plan. Came up big for us like he has basically the entire season. Do you know Garrett's uh, bunting ability, or what? <laughs> What's that? Do you know about uh, Garrett? You went for the bunt there. It went a little small ball. You mean with Gamble? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You, um, you, you, well, uh, yeah. I mean, a guy like that, he's been around long enough yeah. to where he's 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 able to do stuff like that. Uh, you know what? Darvish is going to pitch the second game. We're TBA right now in the first. We'll let you know in the morning. Man, 
Uh, probably the second game. We'll see. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park. Sam Levitt back with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building inside Petco Park as we continue to wrap this one up. You heard at the end there, you Darvish will pitch game two of tomorrow's doubleheader. So that was the regularly scheduled game tomorrow. Still TBA for the Padres in game one. And we'll pass along what Tori Lavello has to say after the game as well as far as the Diamondbacks pitching plan for tomorrow. We know that Merrill Kelly is going to throw one of those games games for the D-backs, but they were also TBA before the game on who would throw the other game. So uh, we'll find out apparently tomorrow morning who will start tomorrow's game. That first game very early, a noon start time, well, 12-10 start time tomorrow for game one, and uh, still don't know who's uh, pitching uh, game one of that doubleheader for the Padres tomorrow. It will be Darvish, though, in game two. I want to touch on something that Bob Melvin talked about towards the end there, and that was Ha-Sung Kim in the eighth inning. Now, Fernando had the home run. That really made this place erupt maybe even more so than the Kim two run single but that Kim two run single what an enormous hit for Ha Sung Kim and the most impressive thing to me about it you heard Bob Melvin allude to it there he had a really bad looking swing on the 0-1 pitch it was a slider way out of the strike zone he waved at it it was a bad looking swing and he was behind 0-2 and then He settled himself. You could see him sort of settle himself, even from where I was sitting upstairs. You could see it. Him kind of take a breath, reset, and the very next pitch, he gets a slider again, outer part of the plate, doesn't try to do too much, and ends up hitting it uh, through the infield, through a drawn-in infield, and uh, into center field for a base hit. Two runs came in. That was a huge moment for Kim, and then Fernando brought the house down with a two-run home run in the bottom half of the eighth inning. So great fight showed by the Padres here tonight it did not go well for a while Brandon Fontenot hit him into the seventh inning and I do think even though Fott's numbers have not been great entering the start last weekend still entering the start here tonight against the Padres I I do think it's important to note this guy is a fairly big prospect for the Arizona Diamondbacks this is not somebody who they just you know called up out of nowhere I mean this is somebody they think is going to contribute for a long time at the major league level and uh, you got to tip your cap a little bit I know you know uh, some of it goes on the Padres offense what they didn't do throughout the first seven innings of this game but Font was really good kept them off balance and the Padres uh, couldn't get anything going but hey you got to win games like this and sometimes yeah if you're shut out through seven well if it's a scoreless game in the eighth inning, find a way in the Padres scoring four runs in the eighth here tonight. Much more to do on our postgame coverage. We will take some of your phone calls coming up in a little bit. 833-288-0973, the phone number to call. 833-288-0973, the phone number to call if you want to get involved. We'll also give out our nightly awards. Take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, and we will replay my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game in case you're just getting in your car on the way home from the game another sold out crowd here at petco park and uh, we'll continue to keep you company on the ride home padres win it for nothing over the d-backs post-game show continues when we come back on the padres radio network one one not running ball hit in the air to left center field soto backing up into the gap just onto the warning track he's got room and he makes the catch Trying to tag to second base, the throw and the tag, and he's out! Oh, the Diamondbacks have run into another out on the bases. And this will be an inning-ending double play in the seventh. 
Padres turning a big double play to end the seventh inning helped Scott Barlow through a scoreless frame as the Padres go on to win this game for nothing. Bullpen was great here tonight. Barlow, Suarez, and Hader combining for three scoreless frames. Out of the bullpen, you heard Jesse allude to it there. The Diamondbacks ran themselves out of a couple of innings. They were 0-7 for 7 with runners in scoring position against Seth Lugo. So on the D-back side of things here tonight, this was a disappointing loss. Number one, because they squandered a lot of opportunities offensively and ran themselves out of really two innings in this game. Uh, the fifth they kind of ran themselves out of after they had back-to-back singles to start it. The seventh inning as well uh, when they got an infield uh, leadoff single and then there there wasn't a good sack bump by Geraldo Perdomo. Padres got the out at second and then that double play that you just heard uh, caught by Juan Soto and left and he threw out Perdomo trying to advance the second base. And on top of that, considering what Brandon Fott did, seven shutout innings, he had a no-hitter through six and a third. And even with all that, the Diamondbacks never score a run. A six-hit shutout for the Padres on the pitching side of things here tonight, all led by their starting pitcher. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from traeger and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware and it's second two down one and two to thomas lugo is ready here's the pitch and a swing and a miss nine strikeouts for seth lugo to tie his career high six shutout innings for the padre right-hander Seth Lugo, a terrific job here tonight. Six scoreless innings. He struck out nine, like you heard Jesse say. Five hits given up, three walks, 104 pitches, and he started the game really smoothly. Worked around a one-out walk in the first inning, a two-out single in the second, one, two, three, third. But then he would get into big-time jams the rest of the way. Two on, nobody out in the fourth inning, retired the next three. Back-to-back singles in the fifth, and again, Diamondbacks sort of ran themselves out of that inning, but he struck out the final batter of that inning in Tommy Pham to strand runners on first and third, and then works around that one-out double by Goriel in the sixth inning, ends up striking out three in the sixth, back-to-back Ks of Peterson and Thomas, and all in all for Seth Lugo, even though those final three innings were not easy found a way through it excellent performance by Seth Lugo here tonight unfortunately with the the game being scoreless didn't pick up a win here tonight got a no decision but aside from that he was terrific six shutout innings for Seth Lugo and he is no doubt here tonight our ace pitcher of the game Still a lot to do on our post-game coverage. When we come back, we will start getting to your phone calls, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, again, 833-288-0973. The phone number, if you want to get involved, if you would rather get involved on social media, you can do that by tweeting at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there too, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. If you're a TikToker, hit me up on TikTok. Sammy Levitt there. Just add the ITT to Sammy Lev. Search in Sam Levitt. Should pop right up for you. Shoot me a message on any of those platforms. Even if you just want to let me know that you're listening, 
Might just shout you out here on the air. And if you have a thought about this game here tonight, would love to hear from you on the phone or on social media. Interact with you here on the air as the Padres get a 4-0 win against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Much more to do on our post-game coverage after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 4, Diamondbacks nothing. It took a while, but worth the wait here tonight as the Padres score four runs in the bottom half of the eighth inning. A two-run single by Hassan Kim, a two-run home run from Fernando Tatis Jr. The pitching side of things here tonight for the Padres was excellent. Six scoreless innings from Seth Lugo in his start. Scott Barlow has scored the seventh inning, some help from his defense and some Poor base running by the Diamondbacks here tonight as well. I mean, that was part of the story, no doubt about it. Diamondbacks could not cash in when they had big opportunities against Lugo, and they just ran themselves out of a couple of innings. Not so great fundamentals uh, on the bases here tonight for the Diamondbacks. Robert Suarez, a scoreless eighth inning. Josh Hader, not a save opportunity, but uh, same old with Hader. He was great once again. Lowered his ERA to 0-8-2, a scoreless inning in the ninth for Josh Hader. And by the way, Matt Carpenter making an appearance, playing first base in that ninth inning as well. So uh, that was uh, good to see. Matt Carpenter out there playing some first base uh, in that uh, ninth inning. That was after the uh, pinch run of Azokar for Sanchez in the eighth, Gamel uh, for Cooper. And with Cooper coming out, then Padres needed a, a first baseman. Cronenworth was already playing second base and uh, Padres uh, electing to use uh, Matt Carpenter at first base. All worked out here tonight at the end of the day. Obviously, it was frustrating for a while with the offense not doing a whole lot, but uh, worked out. Padres got a couple of big hits when they needed them. Ended up being enough here tonight. We will get to your phone calls here coming up in just a little bit. Promise, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, again, 833-288-0973. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher, of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. No balls in his track. Pitch to Walker as a chopper slowly to the left side. Kim charging at third. Funny hop has it. Gets rid of it quickly in time to get the slow Christian Walker. And a tidy 1-2-3-8 turned in by Robert Suarez. Robert Suarez, our relief pitcher of the game. It was quick. It was easy. Nine pitches in the eighth inning for Suarez. And also, the reason he's the guy here tonight had to get through the the middle of that order, the heart of the order for the D-backs. Marte, Pham, and Walker, 2-3-4. Those are all guys that can change the game with one swing. And keep in mind, it was a scoreless game at that time. And Suarez made quick work of that 2-3-4. Nine pitches, one strikeout. And Robert Suarez, for that reason, our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. Nicely done by Robert Suarez. Now let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Castro shakes off Moreno. Now he comes set. 0-2. Here's the pitch to Kim. And a ground ball up the middle. That'll be into center field and a base hit. Azokar has scored. Gamble rounding third. He's going to score. A two-run single for Kim. 
And the Padres' second hit of the night gives them a 2-0 lead in the eighth. Ha-Sung Kim, our player of the game. The two-run single in the eighth inning with runners on second and third base. The big hit finally broke the scoreless tie and the biggest hit of the night. Even though Fernando's win a long way was maybe a little bit more electrifying, if you will. It's got to be Kim here tonight. That was the hit the Padres had been searching for all night long. Diamondbacks had been searching for that hit as well. But Hassan Kim not trying to do too much on an 0-2 pitch after he waved and missed at a slider way out of the zone. The pitch before he gets another slider. Outer part of the plate finds a way to get it past the drawn in infield. Two-run single. And for that reason, Hassan Kim, who's had such a wonderful year for the Padres, tonight's Padres Radio Network player of the game. All right, phone number to call as always, 833-288-0973. We've got the phone lines lit up right now on this Friday night. Why not? Let's have a good time. We begin here tonight. We go to Ocean Beach. It's Gonzo on the Padres Radio Network postgame show. Gonzo, how are you? Hey, my boy. I'm doing a lot better with this clutch win tonight. (laughs) I feel you. I mean, I wish it would have happened last night. And uh, but you know what? How's this gonna? How's this uh, hurricane gonna be affecting this doubleheader tomorrow? Like, is, you think it's gonna benefit us a little bit? And I do agree well, with your Hassan Kim player of the game. Amazing, by the way. Yeah, so yeah. You know, look, it's it's a good question about the weather coming in. Um, look, obviously, Gonzo, and appreciate the call. It, it's made this uh, a, a very interesting situation. Um, for both teams, really, who they're going to pitch in these games. Um, we know for the Padres it will be you Darvish in game two. Uh, we don't know yet who it's going to be in game one. Bob Melvin did not say. Apparently we'll find out tomorrow morning who's starting game one. Now, it sounded pregame like it would be somebody coming up from the minor leagues to make that start. I don't know if it's still TBA because there's been uh, – you know, a, a difference or I should say a change in that, you know, could could the 27th guy coming up be more of a bullpen guy? Could the Padres, you know, start somebody like Nick Martinez, try to give you a couple of innings, three innings like he's done a couple of times here and go from there and just kind of throw a bullpen game? I don't know. Um, Bob Melvin indicated before the game that it, it would be somebody coming up to make that start tomorrow. Uh, For now, we know game one, but we don't know who it is yet. So, look, it it has certainly changed the equation as far as the pitching side of things. I mean, Michael Waka was slated to start Sunday, and, you know, no matter who comes up and makes that start tomorrow, you know, no offense to them, but obviously you'd rather have Waka starting uh, the game in this series, but just not possible with now the game moved up to Saturday. Waka is not going to pitch on short rest coming off the injury. So, that's the deal right now. It, it heavily changes the equation in this series. Um, the advantage the Padres potentially have, Gonzo, is this. The Diamondbacks' bullpen has been really beat up lately. Now, they used Castro here tonight. They used Manaply here tonight. Castro is one of their you know, higher leverage guys um, that they'll use in close games like they did here tonight. 
They didn't have to use a ton of relievers. Padres didn't have to use a ton either. I mean, they used Suarez for an inning. They used Hader for an inning. They used Barlow for an inning. You would assume that all those three guys will be available uh, tomorrow. Suarez and Hader pitched on Wednesday. They did not pitch yesterday. So you would imagine that all three of those guys are available tomorrow, and you should have a full complement in the bullpen tomorrow. So that's good news. So I think on the bullpen side of things going into tomorrow, it worked out relatively well for both sides. Um, and on the starting pitching side, Diamondbacks are, are in the same spot. They're still trying to figure out who they're throwing tomorrow, and I am going to monitor uh, some of our uh, friends over at the Diamondbacks, their uh, their media and other PR staff, see if we have an idea who is, uh, who's starting tomorrow and when Merrill Kelly will start tomorrow as well. We knew Kelly would start one of the games tomorrow. We did not know which uh, before the game here today. So we'll keep you posted on that as we get that information for you but uh, here tonight Padres get a 4 nothing win should be interesting tomorrow we're going to finish up this series very very quickly before Hurricane Hillary comes in and uh, certainly hope it's nothing too serious with Hillary uh, and stay safe out there uh, we'll get through tomorrow's games and then everybody uh, stay safe hopefully hopefully uh, not too much water wind uh, flooding all that kind of stuff hopefully we uh, do all right here in San Diego with all of that let's go to Jay calling in from El Cajon hi Jay Sammy Lev I'm a little salty I'm not the first caller but that's all right we'll <laughs> let it slide because we got a 4-0 win tonight and there I know you're go. laughing but you know how we do every night. So, hey, first thing first, uh, shout out to Lugo, man. That's that's a great game pitched. It was a snooze fest in the beginning because it was a pitcher's duel, both pitchers dealing, no runs across. We were getting no hit for a minute. We were genuinely scared over there in right field. But Kimmy coming through with the two-run knock, got to love that. And then Taddy putting yeah. the nail in the coffin. And that's a good team win. Uh, moving forward, I know Bob hasn't announced the, the starter for tomorrow at 12-10. I'll be there at 12-10. And we cool. got uh, Darvis in the night game. So if we can take three out of four here, that's that's honestly the start. If we can get a run here going late in August, we will uh, gain some ground because we've got Milwaukee and St. Louis coming up. So with that said, I am, as I've been since April, optimistic. I know you are too. Joe. So glad to get that bobblehead of Don and Mud and Nando hits <laughs> into a sea of San Diegans. That's there right, bro. Damn, we love your show, kids. See you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, great job, and uh, thank you for the call. Good stuff there all the way around, and I'm happy you mentioned Seth Lugo, and I'm really happy, and we'll replay my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr. from after the game coming up in our next segment in case you missed it. But Fernando said uh, something to the effect of, you know, we don't win this game without Seth Lugo, and I'm with him. I mean, Lugo was really good here tonight, six scoreless innings, you know, battled through adversity in the fourth, in the fifth, in the sixth inning. Those were major jams. Diamondbacks had runners on first and second, nobody out in both the fourth and the fifth. And Lugo found a way out of it, had to deal with a one-out double in the sixth inning, struck out the next two. So the Padres don't win this game without what Lugo did and what the bullpen did too. Barlow, Suarez, Hader delivering three scoreless innings. So obviously the hits in the eighth inning were, were key. The two-run single by Kim, the two-run home run by Fernando, but I'll tell you what, what the pitching did here tonight as well, it was equally as big. So great job by uh, everybody, both on the pitching side and, and what the Padres did in the eighth inning. Let's go to Alex, who's calling in from Escondido. Hi, Alex. You're on the Padres postgame show with Sam Levitt. How are you? How's it going, Sammy Lev? I'm doing well tonight. We got the W. Yes, sir. Uh, I just 
had a funny story about tonight. So I actually uh, showed up to the game. Uh, I was there for the entire first half. I had a minor family emergency, and uh, my parents stay out in Temecula, so I had to drive uh, back to Temecula. And I, as I had gone into my car, I uh, I heard on the radio here that Soto, you know, threw out Perdomo a second, and then, you know, he breaks the no-hitter with a double. And then as I'm getting closer to Temecula, uh, you know, Kim scores the, the go-ahead, uh, ended up being the winning run, and Tatis hits the home run, so... Uh, I'm not superstitious, but as a baseball fan, you got to be a little stitious. So um, next game I go to, things are going badly. Uh, I'll head out home for everyone's sake, and uh, hopefully we can get this, uh. this playoff run in <laughs> by the end of the season. <laughs> Alex, you know what? Uh, I, I understand what you're saying, but I want you to stay at the game next time, and I'm sorry about <laughs> the uh, family emergency. Hope everything's okay. But, hey, I'm, I'm glad – I'm glad in the car you got to listen to a comeback. Well, not a comeback, but you got to listen to some dramatics and some big moments and uh, and a win. So uh, for that, I'm thankful you got to hear all that. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, Alex. But <laughs> I, I want you at the game next time. So I'll, uh, you Absolutely. know. But, hey, if if you think it worked, I will give you the freedom. If you want to <laughs> get into the car mid-game, do whatever you want. All right. Stay safe with the uh, tropical storm, everyone. All right. Um, Everyone stay safe. That's that's all I had. Thanks. All right. You too, Alex. Thank you for the call. And uh, uh, Alex, uh, listening on the radio there as the uh, final innings of this game played out. A lot of excitement here on the radio side of things. Great calls by Jesse. We'll hear the uh, call of Fernando Tatis Jr.'s home run coming up a little bit later on as well. Before we continue on, let's quickly pause for station ID on the Padres radio network. KWFNFM and KWFNHD1 San Diego. This is Nick Martinez. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you here on the post-game show on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 4, Diamondbacks nothing as the Padres even up this series at a game apiece. Doubleheader looming tomorrow. We might cut our post-game a little bit shorter here tonight. Not really, now that I'm looking at it. Probably will be about an hour but I got to be here very early tomorrow, and I'm on the air at 11:10 a.m., which is not all that early with uh, some of the East Coast games we do, things like that. But it is going to be a long day tomorrow. But you know, to be honest with you, I, I think this was absolutely the right move by the Padres, the Diamondbacks, Major League Baseball to push these games up, push the the one game up, play a doubleheader tomorrow, and not even play with Sunday. And uh, you know, hopefully. Hopefully everything's all right uh, with this storm coming in. Everybody uh, stay safe out there, but uh, hopefully the Padres can uh, send us into the storm with a couple of wins tomorrow. Certainly a good win here tonight. Let's go to Chula Vista. It's Alfredo on 97.3 The Fan on in the uh, Padres radio network. Alfredo, what's up? Hey, Sam. Just wanted to share a quick, uh, you know, shout-out to Kim. He did a great job today. Uh, I was Uber driving listening to the uh, – to the game the, the whole time and uh man just when you hear everybody say ha song kim ha song kim and you know it's just freaking electrifying and uh you know he's a consistent great ball player i think we're so lucky to have him uh he's done such a great job uh as, as a padre ball player um and you know i i think i think he's i think he's just gonna do good uh for us and he's I think he's just, you know, he's the man. I'm wearing my Padre jersey. Uh, came on the back. Um, so uh, definitely love that guy. And, and I want to, you know, a- I- Alex, if you're still listening, let's conduct an experiment. 
Do not watch the games tomorrow. <laughs> Put yourself in a closet, um, you know, something like that. Watch the highlights. And, and, and if uh, we, we win both games tomorrow, we know you shouldn't be even, like, watching the games. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Alfredo, appreciate the call. Alex, uh, you, you opened a can of worms by telling that story. Yeah, Alex, I'll tell you, I'm okay if you watch the games. I want you to enjoy the games, okay? But but if you truly believe, Alex, that, that you not watching was the key, then I invite you to do whatever you want. But uh, I to me – to me, Alex, you're good with me. Whatever you want to do. You want to watch, you don't want to watch. But you opened up a can of worms. Then we got other callers, Alex, uh, talking about the superstition. But uh, uh, a lot of fun being had here tonight, and why not? Padres get a very nice 4 nothing win. And, and just to touch on what Alfredo said there about Hassan Kim, again, I said it earlier, but his base hit, I thought the at-bat was so impressive. He gets down 0-2. The swing he had on the slider from Castro on the 0-1 pitch was... I mean, it was as bad of a swing as uh, as I think we've seen Kim take this year. He was fooled. It was way out of the strike zone. And you could see, even from where I'm sitting upstairs, you could see that Kim was disappointed in himself with, with the, the, the fact that he went after that pitch. But he reset. I think he took a timeout there. He reset and gets another slider outer part of the plate and then does what he's done all year, comes through, big hit, not trying to do too much, Great situational hitting, understanding the situation, and grounds the ball beyond the reach of uh, a diving Perdomo into uh, left center field. Two runs come in, and that was a huge hit in this game for Hassan Kim. So he continues to deliver many, many nights uh, during this 2023 season. Continues to be so good for the Padres this season. All right, we'll step aside. If you want to get another phone call in, you can. Phone number 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number 833-288-0973 if you want to get involved. We'll also have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. If you missed the Fernando Tatis Jr. home run call, we'll play that for you again as well. Final score, Padres 4, D-backs nothing. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, Padres 4 and the Diamondbacks nothing. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show inside the lofts here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as the Padres even up this series at a game apiece, a doubleheader looming tomorrow, so a lot of baseball to play in the next 24 hours. This series will be over. We'll see how the Padres do in a doubleheader tomorrow. We heard earlier from Bob Melvin, you Darvish will start game two of that doubleheader tomorrow right now the Padres are still TBA for game one so we will find out presumably tomorrow morning who started that game again uh, it seemed to be the case that the Padres would bring somebody up to make that start tomorrow Uh, I do wonder if that is the case I wonder if that 27th man for the doubleheader may just be another arm maybe the Padres try to make it more of a bullpen game you've got Nick Martinez who now hasn't pitched in a couple of days you could start him interested to see what the Padres do although we we seem to get the indication earlier today that it would be somebody coming up but you never know may may end up being a different plan as far as the diamondbacks plan reading this from uh, jesse friedman who was uh, down inside uh, tory lavello's office diamondbacks manager 
after the game. Met Jesse earlier today, a very nice guy. Uh, does a good job covering the Diamondbacks for uh, PHNX Phoenix. Not totally sure how they say that publication, if they just call it Phoenix or whatever, but they do a good job. Jesse does a good job. Uh, Jesse tweeting, Merrill Kelly will start one of Saturday's doubleheader, uh, game one, I should say, of Saturday's doubleheader. So he will start the opener, the nightcap, is TBA and apparently Tori Lavello said quote we're going to kind of chunk it together so interesting sounds like it's going to be a different plan here for both teams Kelly's going to start game one tomorrow for the D-backs Padres are right now TBA for game one you Darvish will start game two and the Padres uh, are right now facing uh, a TBA in game two so interesting there a little bit of a different plan uh, for these teams, and uh, we'll see uh, what the deal is uh, with the uh, TBAs and how both teams go about their pitching side of things tomorrow. All right, let's continue on the phones. We've got a lot of phone calls to get to here. We'll get through them pretty quickly, and then you'll also hear my interview with Fernando Tatis Jr. If you missed it earlier, take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We'll play that Fernando home run call for you from Jesse Agler as well here coming up in just a little bit, but I'll uh, get through the calls here pretty quick, be honest with you, because uh, we've got a long day of baseball tomorrow. I've got to get home, reset, get my notes together for a doubleheader. There's a lot of work to be done between now and 11.10 a.m. when I go on the air for the pregame tomorrow. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's go to Lee calling in from San Diego. Hi, Lee. You're on the Padres Radio Network. How you doing, Sam? Doing well, Lee. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I want to create a path for the Padres, what they have to do to make the playoffs. All right, and, go and for it. They need to win seven out of their next 11. I mean, I know they have a tough schedule, and, and then they need to sweep the Giants. Because if they don't pass the Giants, I don't think there's a chance. So if they win seven out of their next 11 and then sweep the giants i think they're going to be right there well Let look, me Lee, I mean, yeah i mean look seven of 11 and, and then a sweep of the giants would be what so that'd be an 11 and four run right so that'd be winning 11 of 15 um that'd be good i mean going 11 of 15 would be yeah. good um I'm you know look for the run sam i'm waiting yeah, well, that, for that, that's run. what i was getting that yeah, that's what I was going to say, Lee, and appreciate the call. I mean, look, you can break it down whatever way you want, but, you know, it's all pretty simple at this point in the sense of they just got to win a lot of games, and they've got to go on some sort of run here where they win more than three in a row. That's for sure. Um, you know, if you look at it week by week, yeah, like, you know, winning five, six out of every week, you got to do that, or, or maybe the better way to do is do it is like 10-game stretches, do it that way yeah i mean you would assume they've got to win you know like seven games every 10 games something like that i don't know how the math all works out but they've got to go on the run and here tonight they did not gain ground uh in the wild card race they make uh they remain five games out or did they actually gain a half game hold on here a second i'm confusing myself what did i write down pre-game no, they were five games out. That's what I thought. So they didn't gain any ground here tonight. But here's the thing, and this is what I would encourage Padres fans to do. Look, I, I wouldn't get too crazy about the wild card standings right now because, to me, 
right now the number you have circled is 500 in getting back there. Once you get back there, let's talk wild card standings. Now, of course, by the time they get back to 500, yeah, you could be a lot closer than five games. You would be if you rattle off a bunch in a row here. But even after tonight, for as nice as this was, for as electric as the eighth inning was, they're five games below 500. They've got to get back to that 500 mark, a place they haven't been since May 11th this season. So they got a lot of work to do. But like we've said, is it doable? It's doable, but you have got to go on the run, the run that we've been waiting for all year. One game's not going to do that. Winning three out of four isn't going to do that. That's where they're at right now after winning two against Baltimore and now splitting the first two of this series. But uh, Lee, whatever way you want to slice it as far as the numbers and, you know, the series, look, they've got to play exceptional baseball really against everybody down the stretch here if they want to do this thing. They have to. Let's go to Escondido. Danny calling in. Hi, Danny. Hey, Sammy. Um, you know, last year I called in with my Sammy Lev appreciation call. Tonight mm-hmm. it's my Ha Song Kim appreciation <laughs> call. He deserves you know, it much of... more than me. I, I, you know what? You are very deserving, Sammy. Uh, I, I got to say it again. Every time I'm on my way home, I was at tonight's game, but anytime I'm on my way home and I get to hear you wrap it up, it's the best part of the night. So just you deserve your flowers as well. But I, I, I think of Tatis as the face of the, 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 the franchise. I think of Hassan Kim as the heart of the franchise. And I was wondering if you could think of any of the other players as like a weird Frankenstein piece to this team. Um, well, Dan, Danny, appreciate the call. I'm not, what, well, actually, if Danny's still there, bring him back up. I, I, well, maybe he's not there anymore. Um, okay, Danny, appreciate the call. What I wanted to ask you was what you meant by that, because I'm not sure what you meant. So that's my fault, Danny. Should have asked you, kept you on for a second there. Um, but look, I'll, I'll address the, uh, the Kim heart of the team. I mean, look, this guy, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. He, he is, he, I mean, he is the heart of the team. I mean, the way he plays, the way he's received inside that clubhouse, I mean, these guys love him. And how could you not? He plays not, for a couple of reasons. Number one, he plays really hard, especially this season. He has produced at an extremely high level. I mean, Ha Sung, I mean, we know it here in San Diego. I don't think people really know it around the country. But ha Sung has been one of the best position players in baseball this season. By war, he has been one of the best by war. Um, what he does defensively, what he's done offensively, the way he plays the game, yeah, it totally says heartbeat of your team. Um, it's a guy every team would want. And the other thing that is so impressive for Kim is how much better he continues to get. I mean, the step forward he took last year, the step forward he took this year, it's incredibly impressive. Getting better at hitting velocity, something he struggled with last year. Now there's, I mean, there's no velo that he can't hit. I mean, he, he simply improved his game and has become a much better player than where he was at when he first got here. So for all those reasons, um, I agree. Heartbeat of the team. Um, he deserves so much credit for what he's done. And he's he's just... He's easy to like, right? He plays hard. He hustles. He runs. He's got the helmet flying off. 
and he continues to get better. So for all those reasons, he's, he's just a, a really easy player to like, and that's why the fans here, they have the Ha-Sung Kim chance. And um, I'll tell you, as far as guys, their ovation, you know, when they come to the plate, Ha-Sung Kim is right up there. He is right up there with Fernando and Manny. He is right up there as far as the guys who get the biggest cheers when they come up to the plate. I mean, this place just loves him, and for good reason. He continues to be uh, just wonderful, having a tremendous year for this team. Let's go to Scott in Murrieta calling in. Hi, Scott. Uh, hi, Sam. Uh, this is Scott and Chrissy. Can you hear us? All right, Scott. Yep, you're on the air. Okay. Hey, so um, I want uh, – it's a fantastic win. Uh, my wife and I, we, we loved every second of it, but um, – I wanted to get into, uh, I guess, with all the home runs and when you see all this, the fancy spray charts with everything, uh, I'm wondering if the, the hitter coach ever goes over with the players maybe adjusting their stance within the batter's box because most of Fernando Tatis' home runs go in the middle 20% of the field, like in the deepest part. And I'm wondering if he maybe shifts a little back or – uh, changes his angle within the batting box, if that might assist him getting more home runs because he's hitting into a shallower part of the uh, outfield. Mm. Um, you know, same with a, a lot of other players. So uh, I would like to know your thoughts on that. Yes, Scott. Look, I'll be honest with you and appreciate the call. I'll be honest with you, Scott. I, I, I'm i not going to pretend to be the hitting guru here and know where Fernando should be setting up inside the box. All I can tell you is, look, these guys are constantly tinkering with things. They're working on things. Um, you know, look, there are a lot of people inside that clubhouse and a big coaching staff, and their job is to work with these guys on all these different elements of their game, whether it be hitting, whether it be Ruben Niebla and Ben Fritz on the pitching side. Uh, they've got all the technology in the world. I mean, they're constantly tinkering with things. So uh, I couldn't sell you, Scott, to be honest. I mean, look, uh, certainly you have an observation. Maybe you're right. I, I I just I can't pretend to be hitting guru and, and know if he sets up a little bit differently, maybe he utilizes that, that middle part of the field more. I will say this. I do agree with you in this sense. Um, I know what you're saying with Fernando as far as where his home runs go. He does hit a lot of balls from really gap to gap, left center to right center. This one here tonight, prime example of that. He tends to hit him to some of the deepest parts of the park. So, sure, if there was a way to generate more power to those areas, considering he hits a lot of fly balls out to deep parts of the park in those areas, I'm sure Fernando would be open to it. But to be honest with you, Scott, I, <laughs> with my uh, my career as a, a uh, below-average high school baseball hitter, I don't know if I was below-average. I was certainly average at best. I was a better defender than I was hitter, for sure. Um, I, I, you know, from, from watching upstairs, watching the games on, on TV, I I mean, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, if Fernando should be tinkering with something, but I do know these guys are constantly looking at things and tinkering, and, you know, even if the results don't show it, I... I don't think there's any hitter in baseball who just doesn't work on things. I mean, it's a, a game of adjustments, like we always say. So I do think these guys are working on things. And, hey, that even includes, you know, first six innings and a third here tonight where they're getting shut out. It's not going well. Um, I mean, they're they're always working, and they're hitting, and the hitters' meetings, and, and all of it. Um, I, you know, that I know for sure. Let's go to San Marcos. It's Veronica on the Padres Radio Network. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Sammy. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Veronica. How are you? 
I'm good, thank you. It was a great game, and I just wanted to say, as a lifelong Padre fan, it was an awesome win. It was a great energy, and uh, we started the season strong going to Mexico. That was a great time. And just now, we just got to keep the faith and be behind our players and just take it one day, one game at a time. All right. Veronica, appreciate it. Love your optimism, your positivity, and uh, thank you for the call. It was a great game, and I'm sure if you were part of this crowd here tonight, 40,945 in the building. It was the 49th sellout here at Petco Park. Yeah, it took a while, but you had plenty to cheer about in that eighth inning. And, yeah, electric uh, would be the word, and Fernando created it on Wednesday night with the steal of home, and he did it again with the two-run homer uh, here tonight. So, Veronica, glad you had such a, a good time. Uh, at the ballpark here tonight. Let's go to Celeste, who's calling in. Hi, Celeste. Hi, Sam. How you doing? I'm doing great, Celeste. I just wanted to call in quickly and say uh, I appreciate you. You're an amazing uh, addition to the Padre family, and I love listening to you. You're awesome. Thank you very much. Number two, so welcome. I wanted to say uh, the last few nights of Padre baseball has been pretty fun, excluding um, last night. But the last, you know, the Grand Slam, just amazing. Oh, no. and just kind of, I don't know, it's been amazing. It's been great. So I'm just enjoying it, taking it game by game and keeping the faith. That's it. But go Padres. All right. All right, Celeste, I, I, good call. Uh, look, I, I love the optimism from you and Veronica. It's it's uh, nice to hear fans having fun and enjoying themselves. And, uh, Celeste, uh, thank you for calling in. Hope you had a great time at the ball game here tonight, and thank you for the kind words as well. A good couple of calls to end on, our, our call portion here on the postgame show. Um, yeah, look, look, they got a lot of work to do. They're five games below 500. We all understand that. They're five games out of a wild card spot. But if you play games late like you played them tonight, close games, this game won't fall in the one-run win category. It won't fall in the one- or two-run win category. But it was a close game win. It was a tight game late, and the Padres did do something that they haven't done a lot of this year, and that was come up with the big hit late that they need. It's, I mean, that hit has been so elusive for this team all year. Great to see him do it here tonight. The key is you got to do it again tomorrow. Two games tomorrow and on Monday against Miami and Tuesday and Wednesday. That's the name of the game right now. We've sort of rolled this roller coaster all year of, of wins and losses and up and down we go. They, they need to go up now. So great win. Um, you zoom out a little bit. They got to keep it going. It, it is all about the consistency. And if this team can string it together for an extended stretch, something they have not done all year but here tonight again you hope you hope yesterday with the quality of contact and the way they hit the ball we talked about it post game yesterday we talked about it pre-game today it was talked about all day on the station you felt yesterday was like was really about bad luck it was and i and i don't mean to make excuses for a team but it, it showed in the numbers you know, when you looked after the game, whether it was expected batting average or numbers about gallon start yesterday, the Padres squared them up a lot. They were hitting balls hard all night, and they just didn't have anything to show for it. It felt that way, and the numbers after the game also indicated that. So um, you hope yesterday was just one of those unlucky days because, you know, if if a few of those hits falling yesterday and this game goes the exact same way today. You're looking at a four-game win streak. Instead, it's three of four. 
you just got to keep it going. So, look, uh, Veronica Celeste there, very positive, a lot of optimism. And you know what? Uh, to me, it's more fun that way. Even though it hasn't been the season you dreamt of to this point, you got time and it is doable, but they've got to play really well to uh, to get there. And, um, look, to me, you have faith, you have fun. It's the fun way to enjoy uh, the final month and a half here of the season. We'll see if the Padres can keep it rolling tomorrow in the doubleheader. All right, still a lot to do here on our post-game show. We'll replay my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr. Before we get out of here, you'll hear that Tatis home run, the call by Jesse from earlier today here on the Padres Radio Network. First, let's take a quick look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. Everything has gone final around the Major Leagues here today. Royals beat the Cubs 4-3 in Chicago. Bobby Witt Jr., a go-ahead home run in that game for the Royals. Doubleheader in Cleveland today. Tigers beat the Guardians 4-2 in Game 1. Guardians beat the Tigers 4-1 in Game 2. So they split that twin billing in Cleveland. Reds edged by the Blue Jays tonight 1-0. It was Christian Encarnacion Strand. A home run in the ninth inning to put Cincinnati in front 1-0 as the Reds win it by that final. Red Sox beat the Yankees 8-3 in New York. The Yankees are two games below 500 at 16-62. They've lost six in a row. Not going well in the Bronx right now. Nationals beat the Phillies 8-7 in D.C. Braves beat the Giants 4-0 in Atlanta. Spencer Strider struck out 10 in seven scoreless innings in that game. Brewers edged by the Rangers 9-8 in Arlington. Carlos Santana, a three-run home run, a go-ahead shot in the seventh inning for Milwaukee. Twins beat the Pirates 5-1 in Minnesota. Mariners over the Astros 2-0 in Houston. Julio Rodriguez, Mike Ford had home runs in that game for Seattle. Bryce Miller, six, uh, six, uh, six scoreless innings for the Mariners. Couldn't speak there for a second. Six scoreless innings for Bryce Miller. Mets beat the Cardinals 7-1 in St. Louis. Brandon Nimmo, Jeff McNeil hit home runs in that game for New York. Rockies beat up on the White Sox 14-1. They hit three home runs in that game from Ezekiel Tovar, Elias Diaz, and Ryan McMahon went deep in Denver. Rays beat the Angels 9-6 in Anaheim, the final in 10. Otani, Shohei, a grand slam in that game. But the Angels losing 10, 9-6. Otani, the grand slam. Good moment for him. Orioles beat the A's 9-4 in Oakland. Gunnar Henderson hit a home run in that game for the O's. And finally, Marlins beat up on the Dodgers in L.A. Marlins hit five home runs in that game. Jorge Soler hit two of them. And the Dodgers have an 11-game win streak snapped in L.A. here tonight. Marlins 11, Dodgers 3. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday in the Major Leagues. Now let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. 0-1 to Tatis. Fernando swings. Hits one in the air to deep center. Thomas is back. Gonna go! Two-run homer, Fernando Tatis Jr. And a sellout crowd on their feet at Petco as Tatis stopped midway to first, flexed for his dugout, and rounds the bases. 
Just like that, it's four to nothing. Fernando Tatis Jr. made the house rock in the eighth inning. Two-run home run, a four-nothing game. Back-to-back base hits for Kim, the two-run single, Tatis, the home run, and just like that, it went from a scoreless game to a 4-0 game. And the Padres go on to win it by that final score, the 20th home run of the season for Fernando. And if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to go on to social media, your MLB app, wherever you watch your highlights. And uh, after we're done, go see it, because Fernando had a bat flip. He was yelling. He was banging on his chest. He was fired up, screaming at the dugout. you got to love the passion, the electricity that Fernando creates with one swing. Did it in that eighth inning, the two-run home run in the eighth, our play of the game. All right, what else to do? Oh, I know. Fernando Tatis Jr. joined me on the field right after the game. We talked about his home run. We talked about what Seth Lugo here to, uh, did here tonight. Let's uh, hear my conversation with Fernando on the field after the win here tonight. Fernando, it took the offense a little while to get going here tonight. How were you guys able to stay confident that you would get it going? Just stay in the game. Stay in the game. We have been putting a great at-bats since yesterday. And, uh, well, no, we, we, we stay on the grind. And, you know, last minute, we play small ball. We play baseball the right way. And then we got some pretty good results. You hit that home run a long way in the eighth inning. What was the key for you in that at-bat? Just stay focused. Stay focused. I mean, we're grinding a long way. Uh, there's not, not really shortcuts to this. Just, you know, keep, keep working hard and just stay, stay in the game. Seth Lugo, six scoreless innings on the mound. From your perspective in right field, what did he do so well? If he doesn't do, if he doesn't go that way, we wouldn't win this game. So shout out to him. What he did today was impressive. And we closed the door when they had people on base, and it was really good to play behind him today. The emotion you showed on the home run, the bat flip, all of it. What kind of message did you want to send to your team in the crowd? We, like, we got this. This is a great team. This is a, this is a great environment. And just play baseball the hard way, and the baseball guys are going to reward us. Fernando, great job tonight. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game, the two-run home run in the eighth inning. One of the big moments from this one here tonight as the Padres win it 4 to nothing. And if you want to see the video of that interview, we have it up on Twitter, on Instagram at 97.3thefansd, on Twitter, Instagram, 97.3thefan. May share it. Uh, well, I have shared it on my social media already. Sammy Lev on Twitter, Instagram, Sammy Levitt on TikTok and uh, enjoy the video of that interview if you want to go watch it. Taking a look at some of your tweets and your Instagram DMs before we go here, we have Teresa DMing in saying, listening to you in the car as we make our way home from tonight's game. Scary innings as we were, we were being no hit, but they turned that around with the exciting uh, eighth inning. Teresa, yes, it was a scary game for a while with Brandon Fott going six and a third, no hit innings, but again, you have to credit what the Padres did on the pitching side of things. Lugo, six scoreless innings. Barlow, Suarez, and Hayter combined for three scoreless innings out of the pen. And like I said, we'll be talking about that eighth inning from tonight's game, the big hits by Kim and Tatis. But what Lugo did and what the bullpen did, you know, really Barlow and Suarez, it's still a scoreless game at that point, was equally as important. So, you know, they made sure that this was not a game that got away uh, despite the offense not doing really anything against Brandon Fott through seven shutout innings, and they did not have a hit until the seventh inning. So like I said at the very top of the postgame, 
Took a while, but they finally got it going and got the big hits when they needed to get them. Uh, tweets to get to here. I know we have a few here. Let me just scroll on through. A lot of notifications during the post game. We have Brett uh, tweeting in, listening to the show now. Electric game tonight. Hater was lights out. Let's win two tomorrow. Brett, good tweet to end on. Two tomorrow in the doubleheader. Again, if you're just hopping in the car, maybe you were at work today, whatever you were doing. No game on Sunday. That has been pushed up to a doubleheader tomorrow with Hurricane Hillary uh, making its way to Southern California. So not, not you know, good news there, but uh, good news, I suppose, in the sense that we will get every game in uh, in this four-game series. So what's on tap tomorrow? Game one at 12.10 p.m., our Water SoCal Padres pregame show will begin from Petco Park at 11.10 a.m. with me. And then Jesse and Bob Scanlon will have the call of game one of that doubleheader and game two as well. Pitching matchup in game one, Merrill Kelly on the mound for Arizona. And as we said earlier, right now for the Padres, it is TBA. We do not know yet. Uh, Apparently we'll find out tomorrow what the Padres are doing on the pitching side of things as far as a starter for game one tomorrow. But it will be Merrill Kelly who's had a good year on the mound for Arizona. In game two for the Diamondbacks, it is right now TBA. They have not announced a starter for tomorrow and uh, sounded after the game like Diamondbacks manager Tori Lovello uh, indicated they may just piece it together tomorrow so we'll see what Arizona does in game two but for the Padres they know who they're going with you Darvish on the mound in game two game two of the doubleheader tomorrow at 540 our EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 440 so quickly the schedule for tomorrow 11 10 a.m pregame with me then the game at 12.10, we will have a break. Uh, well, I should say we're going to have a quick post-game show after game one. We will get through that pretty quickly. Uh, give us some time to reset for game two. And then pre-game for game two will begin at 4.40, and we'll have our, our normal post-game coverage after game two. So we have full pre-game, post-game, in-game coverage throughout tomorrow's doubleheader here on the Padres Radio Network. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight. For the Padres, four runs, four hits, no errors. They left on four. For the Diamondbacks, no runs, six hits, one error. They left on seven. Winning pitcher, Robert Suarez, who improves to two and two. Losing pitcher, Miguel Castro, who drops to five and six. Time of game, two hours and 29 minutes. And the crowd here at Petco Park on this Friday night, another sold-out crowd continues to just be An incredible season as far as the attendance here in downtown San Diego. The crowd, 40,945. Another sellout here at Petco Park. That'll do it for our post-game coverage. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Nick Tanucci. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 4 and the Arizona Diamondbacks nothing. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning here on the Padres Radio Network.